This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, hey there. Welcome to episode 74 of the How She Did That podcast. Whether you're supporting your client in launching a new course, a website, a podcast, or anything else under the sun, one thing that we can all agree on is that we want everything to be absolutely perfect. Am I right? But ultimately, we also know that there is no such thing as perfect and the impossible to plan for often happens. Now, the good news is that mistakes are how we learn and improve. And the other good news is that there are people out there like launch strategist, Steph Taylor, who is a rock star at launches and here to talk us through surviving the good, the bad, and the ugly. Steph is the founder of Steph Taylor Co. She is a digital project launch strategist who has helped entrepreneurs in launching their online courses, memberships, eBooks, you name it, she's done it. Steph has seen so many of the most common and uncommon launch mistakes in the process, and she knows exactly how to help you avoid them. In this episode, we're talking about some of the launch nightmare stories that we've experienced, how we problem solved our way through it, and ultimately turned them into success stories. So let's go ask Steph how she recovered from course launch nightmares. exciting to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Tasha. This is going to be fun. I can't wait to chat. I know. I'm so excited to dive into the horror stories of launches. But first, I would love to hear about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Steph. I run a business under my own personal brand, Steph Taylor, where I'm a launch strategist helping entrepreneurs launch online courses, memberships, eBooks, and other digital products. And that also helped them launch podcasts, but that's from a completely different angle just because I love podcasts. Yes. That's amazing. And you and I connected um, at Tyler McCall's event and we had so much fun talking about launches and launch strategy and everything. We definitely wanted to be on each other's podcast to talk about it even more, right? I love the fact that you've worked on so many launches and I'm sure that you've seen a bagillion and one things happen during launches and you know, you've had clients talk to you about it. So we're going to dive into what can go wrong in launches, but first I want to talk about like, what are some of the ways that we can safeguard so that our launches have the best possibility of success? Yeah. So I guess the first one is scheduling everything ahead of time, which I know you're a big fan of doing as well, because when we don't schedule things, we're making things up as we go. There's so much more potential for something to, you know, be something to go out at the wrong time, um, the tech to break, all of that kind of stuff. So scheduling things ahead of time is probably the biggest thing. Having backup options. So knowing okay, like if this webinar platform for whatever reason doesn't work on launch day, well, I've actually got 
Demio or Zoom or something as a backup that I can send to everyone and send them there because like, I mean, my biggest launch failure, quote unquote, it was when my webinar platform didn't want to work. Right. And I'm sure you've seen this as well, like with client launches and things, but this one, it just didn't want to go live. And if only I'd had a backup platform that I could have sent to my list, people would have still been able to show up and that's probably the biggest one, I think. Yeah. My uh, biggest one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You keep going. No, I was going to say um, my biggest tip would definitely be to like test things. Yeah. And to, so on our team, we have a rule that it doesn't go out to the client as like, okay, this is ready to go until three people, three different people on the team have tested it. Because there have been so many times when, you know, I've tested it and I'm like, okay, this email's great and everything works and somebody else tests it and they're like, oh, did you check this link because it's going to the wrong, you know, like I will either miss something. We want to make sure that like everything is triple tested before it actually goes out and goes live. Yeah. Like every little detail needs to be checked. That's so important. And I think also having an idea of what your broader strategy is with your launch, Mm -hmm. not just doing things for the sake of doing them, but knowing like every single social media post, like the objective of this post is to help your audience understand um, why they're making this mistake and to start Mm -hmm. bringing them closer to where they need to be to be ready to buy. I think that's probably the other big tip. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So now let's talk about what could go wrong. And you've kind of already touched on, on a little bit of it in terms of like you had, you know, the unfortunate event of your webinar not working. Um, What else have you seen or heard of that has gone wrong? And how do we, how do we kind of work through that when things go wrong? I know that the big thing for me is like during launches, everybody's energy is up. Stress levels are up. So a lot of times we'll get clients who are lovely people and then their launches hit and something goes wrong, even a small thing. And we're like, oh my gosh, who are you right now? Like who is this yeah. monster coming out? Bridezilla. We to, yeah. We have to remember that it's, you know, it's a high stress time for everyone. So what are some things that you've seen go wrong? In terms of yeah. Launches? I think one of the biggest ones, and this one like breaks my heart and that's when somebody tries launching something and just nobody buys. Uh, they have all of the, they have the people registered. They have the people attending the webinar, but for whatever reason, something's gone wrong in their strategy or they're selling something that nobody wants because they've forgotten to actually talk to their audience and find out what their audience wants and where their audience are at. And it can even be something as simple as it is something their audience wants, but the way that they've communicated it, the audience doesn't realize that they want it. Mm -hmm. That's probably the biggest one. I mean, obviously there's a lot that can go wrong from the tech perspective. The webinar doesn't work. Emails go out at the wrong times or with broken links. Those are probably the biggest ones that go wrong. I think also mindset. And yeah, like you touched on that just then when people get super stressed out, they get frazzled, they start showing up for their audience in that place of desperation, stress, anxiety, and that energy that passes on to your audience. If you're showing up feeling super anxious, your audience isn't going to feel confident about buying. They're going to feel anxious about it as well. They're going to, they need you to be like strong and reassuring and 
they need to believe in what you're selling to buy it. Absolutely. So let's break that down a little bit. So most of our audience that is listening right now, they're virtual support pros. So they're going to be the, yeah. the people that are supporting, you know, the course creators um, as they're launching. So in terms of like, if you have, you know, a coach or course creator that has poured everything into creating this new course and nobody buys, what are some of the suggestions that we can give people for how to kind of come back from that and maybe how to repurpose maybe that content? Yeah, so if you're supporting somebody who's launching, mm-hmm. I think just understanding where their mindset is at Yeah. at the time, yeah. that's gonna be the biggest thing. And I'm sure like I, I would be very difficult to work with during like a launch time as well, because <laughs> I also get frazzled, we all do. Yeah. But just understanding like why they're frazzled if you can talk them through it a little bit, then that always helps. Just be coming from that place of understanding that yes, this is a really difficult time in their business. It's not launching's not supposed to be easy. So yeah, empathizing with them there. In terms of supporting them with the content, like if you can just like take the content that they've created mm-hmm. and create like a library of content for them and then help them to repurpose that after the launch as well. Yeah. We've had clients who have basically like, if they've already created the course already and they're just trying to figure out like, what do I do next? Like Mm -hmm. we've had clients that have taken out a module and sold it as a downsell, you know, or something. Yeah. Maybe it's a matter of like you were saying that they haven't really been strategic enough about like marketing it in a way that their ideal clients understand, but maybe their ideal clients are in a different place than they thought. And maybe they just need like a piece of it instead of the whole thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess also like as a support person hanging out with the audience as well, like if, Mm -hmm. if you can pay attention to what people are replying to the emails that you're sending, what questions they're asking, because it might just be a matter of, well, actually, I think we need to change the messaging like this because a lot of people are asking this question or maybe we need to address this objection or, you know, they've all got this one limiting belief that we need to help them to overcome in the content. So I guess really being in tune with what the audience is wanting and being flexible, I think is a big one because things do change halfway through a launch. Like I've been two weeks into a launch where I've completely pivoted and changed the product completely. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. I love the idea of being flexible because like I said, you know, in the beginning, there hasn't been a launch that we've done or a launch team that I've been on where everything has worked out exactly as we thought it would in the very beginning. But the teams that have done the best and had the most success are the ones who are able to pivot and say, okay, we need to put another email in here. We need to do, you know, this now because clearly this isn't resonating with our audience or whatever. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Let me tell you before we wrap up about... Um, our recent worst launch nightmare. And that was, we had a client who she's probably of the clients that we've had so far, she's probably been the best prepared client in terms of launches Mm -hmm. in that she had a really captivated audience. Her webinar registrations were coming in at under a dollar, like each. Amazing. Yeah. They were insane. (sighs) It was absolutely insane. So by the time we were at launch day, she had 3,600 people registered for her webinar, right? So my entire team is on the webinar because we're all like rooting her on. We're like, this could be like a $100,000 day for her, like easily on her webinar. So we're rooting her on. We get onto the launch uh, or onto the webinar platform. And one of our team members says, 
I can't get in. It's telling me that it's at capacity at 500 people. I've had that as well. What? So we're all four of us are like on our computers, like figuring out what happened. And long story short, Webinar Jam had just like changed their whole platform and stuff. So she was on a program that had 500 capacity and there was literally no way, like you have to email in Webinar Jam, wait two days and then get an email back to raise your capacity. And so we were just so upset for her because she was so ready but she, you know, she had, she had a moment, she had a couple moments and then she ended up doing over $200,000 on her, like on Amazing. her launch. Um, she yeah. did, you know, an encore, like we, like we were saying, we changed course and figured out like, how do we shift and how do we make this better? But yeah, it I was, had the exact same thing once. Uh, like, I think I, w- I think it was with GoToWebinar. I've tried every webinar platform yes. basically, Yeah. <laughs> but I had the exact same issue where my, I hadn't realized that my registrations or my attendees were capped and I'd only set one time slot. And then I ended up getting all of these emails from people. I was getting phone calls. I didn't even know oh, people no. had my phone number. I was getting phone calls from people who were like, I can't attend your webinar. I was like, what's oh, going on? Yeah. And then I was getting people who were emailing saying, oh, I've like I put my kids to bed early so I could attend and now I'm really disappointed. And it's really hard when that happens, it but is. you learn from it. And now yeah. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Exactly. Exactly. So where can our audience find you? Yeah. So you can find me at stephtaylor.co is my website. My Instagram is stephtaylor.co and my podcast is called Socialette and that's bite-sized online marketing and launching tips. Perfect. Thank you, Steph, so much for your time. It's been great talking to you. Thank you, Tasha. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.